One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, we shall start where we always start with AEW Collision, <laughs> the opening promos. And the reason they flew this week is we did have one from Adam Cole and MGF, and it was the most 1980s thing ever, which is somewhat cool, because these were based on things that happened back in the 1980s, but also they did exactly what they were meant to do. It made me excited in my tootsie toes, and I was like, man, I cannot wait until this AEW tag team title match. I've seen it now. Spoilers, it rules. Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to Ups and Downs. Of course, today it will be for AEW Collision. If you're saying to yourself, Simon, why is it called Ups and Downs and not like AEW Review? I'll tell you why, because it's weirder. I decide to take my hand and just wiggle it around. Some people get mad and some people are very nice about it. That's why I'm going to do this too. I'm already wearing a hat. Gonna ruin the microphone here, I don't care. And I'm gonna put my head up, head up, hood up. You can't stop me. We weren't mucking around either because our first match was Andrade taking on Buddy Matthews. And while people were like, oh, it's a ladder match, it wasn't a ladder match. It was a, I'm gonna try and kill that other guy match. It also was the most sports entertainment thing ever because they were trying to get a mask that was hanging in the sky. And I wanted to say to Buddy Matthews, look bro, you should probably just give it back to Andrade and then turn to Andrade and go, look bro, just go get another one. It's not worth it. And I know so many people go, oh, there's too many ladder matches these days. And you are totally right. We are kind of running it into the ground. But as ever, they just gave us everything. I don't see how you can be mad at it. But Andrade just climbed a ladder and moonsaulted off of it in around about the first 39 seconds. Then he was getting other ladders. (laughs) He was just putting them all in the ring. I was like, where the hell do they all come from? Matthews then got hurled into this mess. But man, when Andrade went for the double knees, Buddy got a ladder and he threw it right into his face. And I was like, what are you doing, Buddy Matthews? Your name is Buddy. You're meant to be a friend. You're meant to be a pal. You're meant to be a loved one. You're meant to be a care bear. But no, he was none of these things. And he was the harbinger of doom. I mean, he got so bonkers at one point, Buddy went to the damn doctor who snapped his shoulder back into place. Now look, either one, this was just a nice little story beat we put in there, or two, it was damn real, because I heard Buddy Matthew scream here. I was like, man, well, if that's not legit, it's some damn good selling. During this point as well, Andrade started to make a ladder bridge. And even though at one point they all got DDT'd onto this mess, that's right. Eventually, Matthews was up in the air. And where did he land? On the ladder bridge. And we got this sunset flip powerbomb. I need someone to get in touch with me and tell me how wrestlers are able to walk after this. I mean, their poor backs, their poor backs must be screaming out, why, why do you do this to me? And then about 24 hours later, they just go do it again. It just became a murder match after a little bit when Julia Hart, I think, realized, man, I think my guy's gonna get in trouble here. So she produced some handcuffs and yeah, they handcuffed Andrade to Rita the ring post. I was like, don't drag Rita into this. What has she done? Nothing. It then looked like Matthew's ready to finish him. But no, instead, Andrade just got a chair and went, whoop, 
and he threw it right into his skull. And I suppose that panicked Julia Hart because then she got in the ring and she was on Andrade's damn back. It's the back again. Mr. Tranquilo had also handcuffed Buddy Matthews at this point. So he just basically took Julia and threw her into Buddy Matthews as they went crashing through a table. And then, yeah, he did get the mask. I was like, what's this really worth it, Andrade, just to pretend to be Batman? I mean, it was for me. This was so damn entertaining. Even though it was insane, round of applause, giving it up. We were then going to have a Miro promo, but instead of all the people, Aaron Solo turned up and he tried to whoop him. And this didn't work because Miro killed him. And my big question was just, hang on a second. A few weeks ago, didn't Miro tell us, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe the first person I'm going to have a feud with? Now, I don't think it is Aaron Solo. And look, I think Aaron Solo is actually quite an underrated cat. But this just has me totally confused. Where's the other guy? So I suppose we will get another squash match on next week's collision, which is fine. But also kind of feel like we're past the point now. Miro hasn't had a proper program in ages. And you have teased one. So while this isn't a massive deal, just want it now. You know, I'm like a child on Christmas Day. I'm like, ah, or Batista. Remember, give me what I want. Therefore, because I am being impatient, it's getting it down. Like Nike, just do it. Which led us to Darby Allen's open challenge. I was not ready for this. Because at the start of the show, he had mentioned he wanted a fight with anybody. Out of all the people. Do you know who walked down to the ring? It was Repo Man. Of course, it wasn't Repo Man. I was very sad that it wasn't Repo Man. One day it will be Repo Man. And I can go crazy. But it was Minoru Suzuki, and this place lost it, obviously. I mean, this dude just gets everywhere somehow. We did tie into some history, because they have been in some battle royals. Don't forget, nobody loves battle royals more than AEW. And after Darby had done his crazy dive, his plan was, ha ha, Minoru Suzuki, I'm going to try and outstrike you. So the New Japan legend was like, no, you're not. He smacked Alan and down he went. Surprise, surprise. He then just booted Darby in the head because he is crazy when Alan once again was trying to out-chop him. And I'll give you one guess to figure out what happened. And if you're going, oh, Darby Alan was really successful. No, he wasn't. Suzuki struck him back. Once again, he was on his ass. Suzuki also treated this like he was Sagat and he just wanted to fight in street fights. He was all like, ha, 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 ha. At this point, he just kept battering him on the floor. And while I never actually thought he was going to win, this is why Suzuki is so damn good. He always makes an impact. And he was having such a good time. He was like, come on, Darby, what have you got? Which is when Alan did bust out a code red. That's the most 2023 wrestling thing ever. Because never in my wildest dreams did I think Suzuki would be in that kind of a position. But then when he went with a coffin drop, Suzuki just caught him and was like, Haha, I'm going to kill him. And of course, man, there was only one thing that Darby was going to be able to do, which was the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. He got the one, two, three, but I didn't mind this at all, even though we bring down the counter and we throw another one one in there it was just a fun out of nowhere match this is the best way to do fun out of nowhere matches because i was just like whoa hey i didn't expect it let's gig it up it makes sense too because of course darby allen will be going after the tnt championship at all out which is when out came christian cage and luchasaurus and as ever christian was like man so happy to be tnt champion i mean sorry we're tnt champion He's the best. Christian also said that he has brought prestige back to this title, which makes no sense, which is why it's wonderful. And Darby is never going to have it again. And actually, I think we'll get to Chicago and Alan probably will win it. Makes all the sense in the world. It kind of sucks to be Luchasaurus because he's just in the background. I like the dinosaur. I don't think he gets his just due. But they got a quick video for Tony Storm versus Sheeta, which is happening on Dynamite 200 for the AEW Women's Championship. Tony Storm the whole time was basically like, man, you're an idiot. You're an absolute fool and everybody hates you. And I was like, why does this feel so familiar to me? And I was like, oh yeah, 
It's like when I go home. I also kind of feel like with the two pay-per-views coming up, we're probably building two Storm versus Britt Baker, which is totally fine. When once again, AEW just decided to have some fun with names. Because it was Samoa Joe versus Dun 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 Gravity. Now for the second time in a week, this dude was just crushed. And while he did do some flippy dippy doodah stuff to begin with, when he went for one thing off the ropes, Samoa Joe just like, nope. And he walked away, but this time he did it like he was doing the moonwalk which is what gravity does. So that was it. I was laughing and I was like, man, even if they sit down and play chess for the next five minutes, I'm going to give it an up. It's rare that we do this. I'm giving it an up halfway through the match. That's how much I enjoyed this spot. And there wasn't really much more to this either because Joe did hit the muscle buster and he got the one, two, three. But what is the direction for Joe right now? Like he had all that punk stuff and I guess we are going to go back to it. But look, dude is always super over because he does stuff like this. Oh, I've already given it an up. I just realized that's the whole point. It was around this time, too, that I looked out into the crowd. And do you know what I saw? Much to my absolute joy. A sign that said two plus two equals potato. Somebody tweeted this at me as well, and I did retweet it or exit, whatever the hell we're calling it now. The best part is my dad saw this and he messaged me going, what does two plus two equals potato mean? And when I told him, I think he disowned me. That's his son, but I do not care. As always, this is one of the best signs, because out of context, it makes no sense, which is kind of ironic. I love all of you, and you are getting it out. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. And we then went right from the nonsense to the real serious stuff. 
because here came CM Punk. Now, we have been teasing this for a while, but his whole promo was going to be about what was in his bag. And no, don't be that guy. That wasn't a euphemism. Punk also mentioned Wembley Stadium finally, and that maybe before the end of the show, we'd have some matches and then nothing got announced. Now, look, I don't actually mind if you want to do the whole show and don't tell me one match. I don't think that's ever been done before. But AEW aren't going to do it. So, yeah, we should probably get into some promoting. He then turned to Ricky Starks and was like, yeah, I get it. He has beaten me a couple of times, although he keeps cheating. When he was like, man, I'm the only adult here. I'm the only adult in the room, so let's get down to business. Because he went into his Santa sack and what did he reveal? That's right. It was his AEW World Championship, which he rightfully said, no one has ever beaten me for this. I earned it. Look. It's still got John Moxley's blood on it. I was like, punk, that's not a good thing. Watch the damn belt. He also called himself the real world champion. And yes, I think around this time, we were at the anniversary of when Bobby Heenan said this about Ric Flair. And I don't think that's a mistake. When he got a can of spray paint out and he put a massive X through it. Now, one, this ties into his straight edge lifestyle, which he is leaning back into. And let's face it, that is the best version of punk. And two, it's going to separate this belt from the one that MJF has. I just think that's really damn clever. He once again reminded us that nobody has beaten him for this championship, even if they are walking around like big-time Charlies. When Ricky Starks walked out and said, listen, I'm going to talk to you, but before I do do that, I go in the back, I'm going to come out and do my full entrance, and we're all going to pretend you haven't seen me yet. So straight away, I was like, man, I don't know who decided to take Ricky back to this kind of a character. It was totally the right move. He also used wrestling maths here because he was like, oh man, you think you're a world champion now? Well, I have bout you twice, which means I should be facing you for that title. And amazing, CM Punk was like, okay, I get that. Ricky Stark was like, okay, good. And this is going to happen on next week's Collision. Oodalali. For some reason, we then got into this obsession of having a special guest referee, I suppose because Starks does keep cheating. And CM Punk had anticipated this. So he was like, all right, well, Tony Schiavone here, and he's going to tell you... And it is none other than Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Now, once again, we're going to go back to our numbers because one, this does tie into something that CM Punk did years and years ago in Ring of Honor, but also two, Punk, what are you doing? Have you not seen the obvious thing here? Ricky Starks, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Rickies are always going to stick together. But you do have to say fair play to everybody involved in this because I am so damn intrigued. Now, I imagine CM Punk is going to win, but the championship is on the line. I mean, is it a real championship? Are they just pretending that it's a real championship? Love him or hate him, CM Punk is doing some good story work right now, and I'm absolutely going to tune in. I mean, I would do anyway, but this gets me more excited about it. I am giving it an up. We then just had the best video package focusing on MGF and Adam Cole, and they are one of the best things in wrestling right now. When we had a totally random match, because it was Bullet Club Gold taking on Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and Vikingo. I was like, when the hell have they become friends? I do actually get Action and Darius because they've been a team on Ring of Honor for a while. And also, we got the Guns and Juice Robinson here, so we're now pushing them as a trios. And not only was Juice Robinson brilliant when he joined in with the Guns entrance, but because Jay White wasn't here, they had a cardboard cutout of him. So once again, I was like, that's it. I love you. The Kingo got whipped early on as well before he just started bipping, bopping around the place with these damn dives and these Pele kicks. But the number one thing I need to tell you is that at one point, all the good guys got together and they essentially used Vikingo as a human projectile and they launched him off rear of the ring post to the outside and he took out everybody. I was like, 
I have never seen anything like that in my life. And also, how the hell did they plan this in the back? We also made sure to give Austin and Colton a lot here because I do think we're about to give them a big push. And I tell you, they do get better every single week. And this juice man, this is why Collision has been such a good addition to AEW. He has taken all of his time and now you've got to use him. In fact, if he did vanish, that would suck. I suppose the only negative this one is that not in a million years was the Bullet Club Gold going to lose. So eventually we hit the 310 to Yuma on Darius Martin and they got the 1-2-3. But we definitely have something with this group and we should push them to the moon. When they're there, they can say hello to gravity, giving it up. Well, we then got another one of these. Because it was Mercedes Martinez versus Kira Hogan. What? I do want to say that I don't think you should do these kind of matches back to back where there is no story. Because it's just the law of diminishing returns. However, it ties into AEW Collision again. We should be using the time to give other people more opportunities. So there you go. Hogan is really good too and Mercedes absolutely knows what she's doing. Which is why for a good while she was just thumping on Kira. When Hogan was like, well, don't quite enjoy being beaten up. I know what I'll come back with. Kicks. And I think she did every single one of them. We also got this hanging neck breaker, which is the ultimate way to try and break somebody's neck because they are up in the air. And just when Kira Hogan was getting going, Mercedes Martinez floored her with a Saito suplex. And then she just clubbed her right in the back of the head. I was like, man, that looked like it sucked. But also set her up for the Brass City stretch and Kira Hogan tapped out right away, which I always like. But this Martinez, she wouldn't break the hold totally unprofessional. It of course meant that somebody was going to come out to make the save and of all the people it was Chris Statlander but she failed miserably because I think she was way too concerned about Kira Hogan because Mercedes Martinez got her world title and she was going to hit her with this. It then got more interesting because as soon as Statlander had been floored Willow Nightingale was here and she chased Mercedes off so I presume we're going to do somewhat of a three-way with this or do a couple of matches. I don't know, but at least they are plugged in to the programming. But let's make sure we do something big with Statlander soon. She had that great return at Double or Nothing where she beat Jade Cargill. She hasn't really done much since. However, in terms of this, it was all right. Up. Which is when, for what must be the third week in a row, Collision just had an absolutely amazing tag team match. It was, of course, MGF and Adam Cole taking on FTR for the AEW World Tag Team titles. And honestly, they took serious wrestling and they blended it with goofy wrestling, which is for life. So don't come in my house and say you can't mix these up. They did it and it was truly wonderful. This Adam and Max Union has totally ruined the crowd too because they were cheering them and booing FTR, which is totally insane. Although actually when the bell rang, it was 50-50, but that just made for an amazing atmosphere. And again, while I assumed that FTR were going to win, was I 100% sure? No. Almost instantly, Cole and MGF were going for their double close line too, and Cash and Dax sold this, because at one point, Harwood grabbed Wheel and he took him out of the ring. It's like, look, man, we need to avoid that maneuver. It could be the end. Dax and Max were in there, and I swear Max just wanted to punch Dax right in the penis, which actually would tie into the story later. And all of a sudden on commentary, we were told, oh yeah, whoever does win this, it's going to be facing Big Bill and Brian Cage. I was like, oh my gosh, it's jacked in. And this did actually make sense because they had won the Battle Royal on Rampage. And again, AEW loves a Battle Royal. But now I do actually want to see that. Because I don't know who decided to put Billy and Brian together. But they're a great team. MJF was then being the perfect babyface and heel. As I swear, he was pretending this ankle hurt. But it actually didn't. Although saying that... FTR then beat him up for a good old time. I was like, hot oh, damn, that's the world champion. And it also meant that Adam Cole got the hot tag. 
You're not going to believe this. He ran wild. He went absolutely crazy with kicks too, so maybe he'd been watching Kira Hogan when Dax came off the top with a crossbody for the one-two kick out. But as soon as Harwood got to his feet, bam, he got hit with a kick that was super. Fans were losing it at this point, understandably so, because we picked up the pace when Adam Cole and MJF were going for the dreaded double clothesline again. And when they couldn't get that, MJF and Cash were in the tombstone position and they did that do-si-do thing where they just go back and forth forever. Adam spied this, so he super kicked Cash right in the face, which allowed MJF to hit the tombstone and get another amazing false finish. And this is when everybody was calling for Moose and trying to go from it, when all of a sudden Dax pushed Cash into the rope and he crotched Adam Cole. I was like, man, this is great. FTR then hit the power plex for another one-two. Oh my gosh, they kicked out when they also hit that springboard use the rope bomber power thing for yet another, oh my gosh, what's going to happen here? And at this point, I was totally into this. I mean, somebody could have come into my house and said, Simon, your car's on fire. Like, well, that's a bit weird, but I'll get there in a second. We even got some wink-wink nudge-nudge because Adam Cole was fighting with Cash Wheeler on the outside, which meant he was distracting the referee, which is MJF was like, <laughs> I can see Dax's penis. Boom. And he whacked it right in there. And of course, Harwood kicked out. I totally bought it. The absolute best part, though, is that after this, Cole got back in the ring and he was about to be hit with the shatter machine when MJF saved his best friend. He was also able to reverse the shatter machine and he was going for the heat seeker when Dax was like, look, I'm done with this. I don't want to lose my tag team titles. And he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll up. And I think he may have held the tights too. One, two, three. Flopping great. We made sure to show the handshake between FTR and Adam Cole as we do continue to build these characters too. Although afterwards, Maxwell was in the corner and he was totally distraught. He could not believe that he had lost this for his team. Adam was the best guys ever and he was like, no, we win together and we lose together. And when he turned his back on Freeman to kind of sell out to the crowd, all of a sudden, because this is instincts, MGF picked up the belt and he was going to clob at Adam Cole. And look, Cole could hear the fans. He was like, well, if this is my fate, I should have known. I mean, I did get into bed with MJF, but at the last second, he put the title down. They turned around. They stared into each other's eyes. You could feel their hearts come together because they are in the greatest relationship of all time. And they hugged. I don't even care, man. I had water coming from my seeing devices. I was like, this is even better than winning the World Tag Team Championships because you our friends. So AEW must have seen what's going out there in social media land because everybody is into these guys and what we do now, I don't know, but we should keep them together until it has run its course and it makes me so excited to see them on my television because now, not only is it good vibes, like I say, it's love. What's better than love? Money. That's a joke. It's not true. But the point is this. It doesn't just get an up. It's a golden up. It was a great match. And the aftermath, my word, this is what pro wrestling is all about. One more round of applause. Which did indeed bring us to the end of AEW Collision. And look, I agree with you. It is one of the best wrestling shows on TV. And it feels totally unique, which is good, given how much programming there is at the moment giving it an up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about the show too and then click the video on the screen which is ups and downs for Smacker Down. We can get into some bloodline stuff. Then you can like the video, share the video, subscribe. That's the thing. Whatculture.com. We're on social media including X. It's going to take a while to get used to. I hate it so damn much. Have a great day. I will see you throughout the week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.